This is going to be a little triggering. It's going to shoot from the hip. <laughs> um, About two weeks ago, I said I was going to put up the... Just stop the, like, gender fights. And, you know, as with anything I've been in, it takes time to, like, deprogram. And so in the downtime, in the quiet time, having time to think things through and make sure like where where do I stand on it and the thing that keeps coming to my mind is if as a black woman right um if I'm able to and I think things are getting so blown out of proportion but it's it's really fascinating to me to watch um you know Black women have said this all the time. We catch hell from every freaking motherfucking angle. And um, there's actually studies on this too. Like, um, and, and even medical apartheid documents this. Like, women are treated harsher. We're more likely to get more punishment, more severe punishment. And not only from the white people, but also from black men, black women. So it's really fascinating to see me when people get ultra aggressive with, with black women. And um, it, it's just really interesting to, to see that. Um, but when I think about... <clears throat> the reason I said it's being blown up out of proportion, way out of out of um, proportion, I feel like too is part of it could be confirmation bias. But here's the thing: like I feel like um, if if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, right? So if you're telling me that. I need to forgive white women for their role in slavery and their role in being slave owners and participating in the lynchings and feeding the babies to the alligators and even in the feminist movement. Like, well, one of the articles I read maybe like two weeks ago, um, starting to understand that even in the feminist movement, it was only for the upper echelon because they wanted to share in the power of subjugating and even against their own other white women too because white women that were from poor or not, you know, from poverty, um, uh, status weren't necessarily invited into the now movement right for for women and it was with black women's um participation that we wanted to be inclusive of every you know background every um political background every socioeconomic standing and so but i mean if you really want to push it, if if it's like I said, if, if you're going to apply it, then you really got to apply it across the board. If you're going to say that you can forgive those type of things and that they're victims of the patriarchy, then now you push the scale a little bit more. And then now you, you, you're telling me I have to forgive men and um, their role in what 
patriarchy has created and the same way black women are victims you know i mean white women are no god forbid black women should be victims oh my god um the same way white women are victims then you know um the men are victims in this too so i don't know this is like the second time that's the argument that's going to be the argument for me at which point it's just back at square one and then you really do just have to take people at face value because even when I said like to me I'm just gonna have to take people at an individual basis I'm gonna have to take it that there are good white women there are good Filipino women there are good Hispanic women there are good white men there are good Filipino men there are good Hispanic men there are good Korean men there are good um, you know, and, um, and just allow people to show themselves, right? Because this is, this, this has been my problem. And I think that some people have mentioned this before too. It would be, in my opinion, just outright dumb to, to, Okay, I'll give you a case in point. I will give you a case in point, which is kind of funny because um, I, I kind of feel like somebody was trolling me a little bit, but it is what it is, right? I So I'm a tall woman. So how dumb would it be for me to create a podcast, Musings of a Tall Woman, of an Amazonian woman, and or or Crimson Tall or Tall Crimson or something, right? And go on there and say, tall women are this and the third. Tall women are masculine. Tall women, tall women ain't shit. Fuck tall women. Um, tall women are good for no- nothing. Tall women, you know, can't fit in your average car or they can't, you know, fit in the average household and they ain't shit because they can't travel around and, you know, the world was made for short people and, and you know, F them, F them, F them all, F tall women. It would be really, you would be like listening like, you know, the little um emoji where the side eye is like the side eyes with the little sippy cup. Like it'd be like the side eyes and then the next emoji would be like the sippy cup. Like you'd be sitting there like click on it and listen to like, oh my God. This tall woman, she's tall. She's freaking six foot one and she's out here talking about. Tall women are masculine and um, they ain't worth shit. And they're the reasons for all the world's problems. In fact, they're, they're the reason that um, we're going to war with Syria right now. And um, we're the reason that the banks are collapsing. And tall women are the reason that... Um, you know, we have chemtrails and tall women are the reason that the education and literacy levels are low. And tall women are the reason for the pandemic. Tall women are the reason why Christopher Columbus <laughs> came out, came to the United States and like wiped out, you know, people and stuff like you would be legit like sitting there drinking your apple juice or whatever. And like with the side, I like. That's just weird. But then the second thought process that would go through your mind is, well, 
you know what? She makes some valid talking points. Tall girls ain't shit. So why should I listen to tall girls? So now I've just invalidated myself. I've just invalidated myself. Right? So that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Um but I just, I don't know. I know it's not the most popular um, decision. I feel like a little part of me feels like I am kind of um, mm, I feel like if there is pushback, especially from black women, where it's kind of like stand your ground, continue to defend your honor, continue to defend your image, I would, you know, I would just for days like this it happens but I feel like it's it would definitely be a shift and again I think that what it sounds like is we're being asked to forgive and so then it's like you can't have conditional forgiveness you know um I'm thinking about discipline, like, um, and I, I probably can come back and I'll probably this, this is where I'm at right now. So in true form, if for those of you who are with me, you kind of know that maybe if I keep thinking it through and fleshing out the details in the next day or two, I might build on it some more. But I feel like when I think about like how, when, when me and my siblings were disciplined, um, if and especially because I was the the oldest and even though I was the only girl and it was three younger boys, right? So there's that me versus XY thing or X, yeah, versus like XY and stuff. It's like if we got, if one person got in trouble, all of us got in trouble. All of us were accountable, right? And part of what would cause problems was that if there was favoritism where the baby, you know, could get away with stuff, but then we couldn't, you know? And so, I don't know. I just feel like you could kind of push it a little bit too because I've been, in my opinion, Age of Aquarius is about the individual and it's about breaking free from, you know, en masse, um, group think, um, sheep thinking, um, Aquarius is very much about individualized, creative, outside of the box thinking. And so if we're going to be breaking off to where now I get to think a certain way, you get to think a certain way, then that means that I don't, I can no longer, you know, lump you into the same category as everyone else. I have to take you at face value. So if I'm going to go so far as to go through the thought process of, of, um, saying, okay, well, I forgive white women for their role in, in certain things, to be really, really quite honest, I don't see, you know, 
white women really advocating for black women at all. Do I have white friends? Yes. You know, um, white female friends? Yeah. And there's white guys I talk to? Yeah. I actually let them in my circle a little bit. They might be able to breathe my air, but I mean, again, it, it, they have to be a certain prototype. Like, I, I can't feel like you're going to try to snuff my life out, you know? Like, if you have things going on for your life, then you don't, you know, you're happy, then you're not going to try to take yourself and me out. But, um, um, and, and if I can kind of push through, you know, and, and go through the thought process of like, forgive them because they know not what they do. So there's that religious, I don't know. I, I don't know you guys, because I feel like a lot of it, when you, ha- you have to understand when you are brought up in religion, I, I know for a freaking fact that even though I've been out of the church since, I want to say since, I want to say closer official since 2016, 2016, 2017, like that's when I started to say, you know what, the math is not mathing, so all well into my adulthood, um, and there's studies that talk about this. There's actually studies that they understand that if you program a child by the age of 12, their programming is irreversible. I actually have a podcast on this. but And we read, I read the document and everything, but it says by the age of 12, the programming from Christian Christianity is irreprogram- um, irreversible and... So I know that I have an uphill battle. I do talk about like in terms of my awakening, I'm still a toddler. So still kind of feeling my way around, um, maturing in thought, weaning off of the milk to like solid food and practicing critical thinking, you know, not just um, going with what people say, right? I'm not just going to necessarily take your word for it i'm gonna examine it i'm gonna see if it holds water um and so because then you would have to ask yourself well if we're gonna be out here forgiving you know people that we feel have harmed us and so for different people it can be different because even like with the whole hyena thing like when they were calling us all out of our name hyenas what black women are just supposed to just swallow that? Like, I, I don't know. I and I did a podcast about the punching up and down thing. Like, I really do feel like if you, you know, punch down, you're in trouble. If you punch in, you know, other in defense, n- nonetheless, right? Or if you punch up to women or punch up to the men, like you're gonna catch hell because now you're masculine, right? If you're a, if you're a black woman punching up to men, you're masculine. Okay, there's no other two ways around it. It's like that's not a feminine um thing. So and so with that being said, maybe I just need to just sit this out. But um so if you have me going through this thought process of like what what is it gonna entail for me to forgive and and turn the other cheek, which you guys I do need to do a podcast on this. I one of the things I kind of like joke about is how the Bible says, um, 
turn the other cheek, but the Bible doesn't say don't go around smacking people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't we start there? You know, that's why I say if I was ever to be a male or part of dominant society, oh my gosh, I would be the most thumping as Bible. I'd be going around slapping the shit out of people just like, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek. And just be like, I I, I would legit be just like a demon, y'all. I'd be a demon. <laughs> I'm not even going to play you. Like, if I found out that I was, I, I probably would exploit it for a little bit. I would be out here slapping cheeks. And I would just pull up the, look, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, let me pull it up right now. What's the verse that turned the other cheek? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me see. Is it uh, Matthew 5, verse 39? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Should we do King, King James Version? Matthew 5, verse 38. Okay, okay. So this is what will happen, right? I don't know. I don't know. Should I, like, punch, like, another, like, punch another person or punch, like, a dude? I don't know. But this is what would happen. I'd be like, and it'd be like, B. Why'd you smack the, why'd you smack me? You, you know, it was unprovoked. And I'd be like, pull out my Bible and it'd be like in pink highlight. And it'd be like, Matthew 5, verse 38 to 48. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And it'd be like, but ma'am, and I'd be like, turn the other cheek. Oh, and then it says here, and if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also, right? So I, I would just be going, taking people's, like it's talking about taking people's clothes. Um, and so like, even for me too, like, and I kid you not, my parents actually kind of gave me the sentiments when that guy stole $100,000 from me. It was kind of like, well, you don't want to sue him. You know, just bless him and pray for him type of a thing. Shit you not. You know, so never really got justice in the court of law for that. Um, I think karmically, and, and, and I do believe in karma, y'all. I've talked about this before. I think, and again, some of it is biblically based. There's actually um, a scripture that says that you... you are paid back like a hundredfold. Is it like a hundredfold or a sevenfold? He ended up getting sued, both he and his wife, for $1.1 million each. So a total of $2 million for And um, I don't remember if they got to keep their license or not. But so, I mean, 100000 to a million, $1.1 or $2.2 million, eh, you know. But... I'd be out here just snatching people's Louis Vuitton coats, snatching their Prada, snatching their Gucci, snatching their Versace coats and be like, uh-uh-uh, you can't just sue me. I'm going to, you know, just like wreak havoc on you. But if you're going to tell me um you know, forgive it. Turn the other cheek, you know. Um if they take an inch, give them a mile. Um, 
Because even like if you, because the concept to me of forgiveness is, is um, biblical. Although I will say, I'm going to type this in, forgiveness meaning. Um, I mean, even like when you think about the little girl, right? The little girl that she was a slave for um, the leper guy. And she was the, um, she was the maid for the wife. And so they're out here brutalizing this little girl. They took her away from her parents. They're pimping her out. They have her like cleaning for a grown ass woman, right? Um, and taking care of the household. Okay. And the man catches leper, leprosy. And the moral of the story is she prayed for him and to, and sent. Now, when when the story was all said and done, do you think that they said, oh, this little girl, you know, we're going to set her free. Oh, you know what? I don't remember like the rest of it, but I don't really. It's been so long since I've I've um dealt with that story. But if I remember correctly, do you think that they're like, oh, bless this little girl, like. Now that we've converted to Christianity, because the, the leper, he was the one that went into the um, into the river seven times. And the seventh time he came up with like no, no leprosy sores or whatever. And, he, you know, so then therefore he would have been converted to Christianity. Do you think he would have been like, oh, the Christian in me is going to recognize that I took this little girl that's a human being, you know, and... Um, Restore her to her parents and, 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 no, (laughs) no, um, yeah, so I think the concept of, of, like, forgiveness is a biblical principle. That being said, I think that the, the principle of, like, karma is also biblical because one of my, and this is the scorpionic side of me, one of the, and this is, like, back from, the the perversion of going from growing up in a dumb predominantly white religion to quote unquote black religion and so when i went to the to the black side of of religion um it talks about how god is going to come back and avenge you know all of the sins against his um his children and it's he there will be blood up to the to the necks of of horses like that's how he's just gonna like go ham on everyone which is kind of funny get it right because the bible says not to eat ham but i said he's gonna go ham on people (laughs) anyways yeah let me get off of here but um but but so forgiveness is there but there's also karmic like you know whatever you do will be returned back to you sevenfold and sometimes a hundredfold. And, and when he comes back, he's just going to be like wiping out people left and right. But so, but here's the, cause this is, so you're asking me to forgive. So it says here, Matthew 18, verse 23 to 35 forgiveness in the Bible. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another Forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. It's not it's not conditional. Right? Matter of fact, it says here. It says Jesus taught if you forgive others their trans transgressions, so slavery, you know, the racism within the component of feminism. You know, some of the political things that we were hearing about. Um, I remember one of the content creators um, within the last year or two was sharing an article about how part of the reason that some of the states that are Republican or red states don't want to extend or expand Medicaid is because they know that it will it will um, it will benefit melanated people so even though they know that it's gonna hinder um even their you know less melanated counterparts they would rather just not afford it to to black people essentially so um and it's weird to me too because i don't understand how black women in like in march of 2023 are getting all this smoke when they just passed Jim Crow laws. So you mean to tell me black women are the reason we have Jim Crow laws too, y'all? Like, I just, I, mm. you can tell I'm, I'm going down kicking and screaming on this one. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so then, so then check this out. Because you're asking me to forgive, right? So it says, he says, If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly father will forgive you. And then Peter asks Jesus, how often is it necessary to forgive? And Jesus replied, 77 times. A number to be taken symbolically, not literally, for the never-ending way we ought to forgive. That's wild. I talked about smacking somebody, right? And we only have all of but two cheeks. Can you imagine if I smack you 77 times on the cheek? You're just going to keep trying. And it's not even 70 times. It's 77. I think was it 70 times 7? No, 77 times. I thought it was 70 times 7 because it's supposed to be 144 or something like that. 70 times. 77 times. Ten. And so that's what it kind of feels like. I don't know. I'm just... I feel like I'm not in the. I I stopped at like thirteen. I was I was gonna try to do like a, um, you know, like how they have in those trials, like the the glove does not fit, so you must equate. I was literally gonna slap my laptop seventy seven times, and then I was just like, I'm not, I'm not breaking any more fingernails. But um, You know, and this this brings up an interesting point here, too, because it says there are five R's that are a path to asking for forgiveness, which is on the other, which is the other foot. Right. Because 
no apology, no nothing, just, you know, but part of being responsible is asking forgiveness. And here it says the five R's of path to asking for forgiveness, right? And that's kind of like how reparations kind of comes into, right? But it talks about the five R's of forgiveness are responsibility, regret, repentance, reconciliation, and restitution, right? <clears throat> Check this out. The seven steps of true forgiveness. So this is what you're asking me to do. But I again, if I'm going to do it for one, I'm going to motherfucking do it for all. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to split hairs. So number one, acknowledge the hurt. So this person has slapped the shit out of your, your cheek, okay? You're going to go, ow, why did you slap me? That hurt. Okay, so first you're going to acknowledge the hurt. Ow, that hurt. Step two, consider how the hurt and pain has affected you. That hurt, you hit me so hard, I feel like my cheek is swollen and my one of my teeth may have possibly popped out and you burst my lip. So consider how the pain, hurt and pain has affected you. Now I can't leave the house. I need to go ice this down. I'm going to be sore for a couple of days. I'm going to have a bruise. Needless to say, I'm probably going to flinch every time somebody does hand movements because I'm going to be traumatized from that unexpected. Number three, accept it. Accept that you cannot change the past. We can't go back to those days when, you know, people were getting, women were getting lynched and babies were being fed to gators and women were pregnant, women were you know, tied to two horses and have them sent in different directions or women were being raped and or women had slave owners, you know, that were women that were slave owners with other women too. Accept that you can't change that. Accept that when the feminist movement started that they weren't trying to be all inclusive. Accept that you cannot change the past. Those days are gone, children. They're done. Okay? Number four, determine whether or not you will forgive, which is where I'm at right now. Because I like you can hear it. I, I, you hear me bringing up all of these offenses, right? And I talk about how it pisses me the hell off. Like even with um with the redlining and how my property value is under appraised with redlining and everything that still happens to this day, right? And I do talk about there's nothing. Yeah, I I can agree with you. That's one thing we can agree on. I we can't do anything to change that. But with the, I'm at step number four. I'm probably going to title it this step number four: forgiveness. Determining whether or not I will forgive. And it's one of those things where I'm just kicking and screaming. This is my third podcast. Usually, I feel like my other stuff. Like I would just go through the phase, and I would just kind of like go into something else and like. My curiosity will lead me into an, into new streams and new ponds and new territories. But when I tell you I'm fighting this like tooth and nail, kicking and screaming, step four, determine whether or not you will forgive. <clears throat> Number five, repair. Number six, learn. <clears throat> what, what do you mean that you have to repair it? Because, oh, repairing means that you would have to go through that, what it sounds like for the five steps of forgiveness. 
address the responsibility, express regret, repentance, reconciliation, and restitution. Right? I don't know what number set what number six means by learn and forgive. Should I dare to click on this? And I'm gonna go, y'all, because I, I <laughs> so it says, let me yeah, I clicked on it. So it says number five. In order to repair the person, repair the relationship with the person who wronged you. Before you any act of forgiveness or reconciliation, rebuild the connection you used to have with this person. In most cases, you will be the instigator of that repairing, which is what I feel like a lot of black women are being asked to do. So we can acknowledge that there's punching all up, down and around. White men punching down, white women punching down, black men punching down, black women punching down, black women punching in their lane, black women punching up to black men, black black women punching up to white women, and black women punching up to white men, right? It says... In most cases, you'll be the instigator of this repairing. So now the the burden, the brunt of the burden is on you to go repair it. And and it does get circular because this is how you start to invite people to the potluck who don't respect you. They haven't accepted responsibility. They haven't reconciliated. They have no regret, right? But it says, but you, if you, if you have thoughtfully engaged in previous step four, then there's a higher chance of success of, the, of you forgiving them. It says, note that you're repairing the relationship, not restoring it. It will likely take more time for the relationship to return to normal, whatever that may look like to you. So what would be the normal relationship between black women and white men? What would be the normal relationship between black women and white women? What would be the normal relationship between black women and black men? What would be the normal relationship between black women and other black women? And because apparently we are punching down, what would be the relationship with black women and children? It will likely take more for the relationship to return to normal. What, what is normal? It says acts of repairing can include kind words. Speak words of life into them. Use kind, use special, use smart. Right? So if you're going to do that for the white people, then for the kings, you're going to say you're a king, you're a lion, you're a conqueror, you're, you're an alpha. Simple get gestures and even gifts. Number six, learn. Learn what forgiveness means to you. Up until now, you've probably thought that forgiveness is more for their benefit, not yours. But once the relationship is on the path to restoration and you found you, you've given yourself time to accept the reality of the past, it's clear that forgiveness is a way for you to find closure. Closure that means something. Wow, this is weird. So it says here, why am I crying for no reason? Emotions and conditions that can cause random crying. Number, step number seven, forgive. Forgive the person who who wronged you. In some cases, this will be silent. You may be compelled to verbally forgive the person, even if you do not expect a kind response, right? Because it would be one thing if you kind of like, okay, 
black woman is like, you know what? I'm going to make amends with my children. I'm going to make amends with black men. And, and you kind of, you like, how do you decide to just skip over black men and then decide to forgive uh, white women? You know, so, I mean, you're, you're going to have to work your way up the totem pole. Right? And now, this is, I'm not purporting that at all. I'm just going through the thought process. So, do not even come for me because I, mm -mm. so it says, but if you, um, I was saying this because it's like, if you forgive, you would expect that when you say, okay, I love you, black man. I forgive you, black man. I forgive you, Filipinas, for calling us hyenas. I forgive you for excluding us for, uh, for excluding us from the feminist, me um, movement because of our race and our socioeconomic standing i forgive you for enslaving us i forgive you for selling us back into slavery because sometimes when i even think about like how the african like africans sold us into slavery that motherfucking grinds my gears yo that grinds i'm gonna flag this for profanity that really grinds my gears um but, you know, it's saying do not expect a kind response, which is so hard for me. I feel like this was so easy for me to do. And it, it goes back to me being dressed as a pilgrim and growing up in the religion and turning the other cheek. But I don't know. I feel like at this age, I don't want to forgive anybody. I don't want to forgive like my exes or... You know, the people who were mean to me at work or who stole money from me or, you know, ca called me out of my name and all kinds of N-words. I don't want to forgive the person who undervalued my house, you know, just because of... I don't. I just... I don't. Shout-outs to me for being music of a divine feminine. I just don't. Especially, like, it's one thing if you kind of, like... If you know that you ask for forgiveness and then in return, they're like, okay, they go through the five R's of like accepting responsibility, reconciling it, repairing it and um, restoring it. Right. And playing an active role in it. But I'm not I'm not down with the I'm just not down with the turning the other cheek. So it says even if you do not expect a, a kind response, this sounds like um, remember I did the podcast on um Unrequited love. That's one of the, the, the terms I learned from the when I was back in the days in the twin flame journey. Unrequited love. It's like so one sided. So it says, but if you have followed through the any on the previous steps, then their reaction won't really matter. So we're just gonna be out here forgiving everybody. They're not going to be reciprocating it. And you're just going to be in this bubble thinking that it's okay that, that, you know, restoration, responsibility, regret, right? That doesn't matter. So it says here, what will matter is that you have found a way to let go and move on. I will never forget this. And, 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 and this is just to kind of tell you too, because I'm not, I don't have you know, necessarily clean hands. I remember one of my friends, so I, I've, I've mentioned this before, I have friends from different backgrounds. Um, and one of them, she's, she's Mexican. And I remember 
Like, she was talking about, this is, you know, she was saying, like, this is our land. She was talking about, like, I think it was, like, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, California. And she was going on and on about this is our land and, you know, we're going to, like, get it back and stuff like that. And I was just like, she's like, it was stolen from us. And it, and so, it, like, she was, and, and I, I felt bad. I did. I did. But your musings of a divine feminine, you know what I told her? I said... Why don't you just get over it? Oh my God, she got so mad at me. I'm surprised we're still friends to this day. Cause when I do think about it, if the she was on the other foot and she told me to just like get over like the Holocaust or um like me telling Anne Frank like just get over it, girl, you know um, which I still remember reading that book like the Anne Frank book, but the um or telling. I don't know, just telling somebody to just get over, like, slavery or something like that, right? Like, just get over it. Oh, my gosh, she got so heated. And it's like, that. she was like, that is so disrespectful. I cannot believe you said that. Like, she's like, no, that's, you can't say stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was inconsiderate, but I just felt like it, you know, things had gone for so long. But it's like, how dare I invalidate, you know, her lineage, right? Um, ooh, they got comments here, y'all. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this one says, hmm, why, why does it have little letters out in front? Oh, I guess it's for their name. So it says, need for forgiveness newspapers. It says, this is a terrible article that conflates forgiveness with reconciliation. The two are not the same and insisting that they are, that they are is a key reason so many people struggle to forgive. Another person says, I have learned the basic skills about counseling. Now I want to know more about counseling people. Eh. This one's talking about their skills. I don't want to be a counselor. Then this one says... How to deal with my rude daughter-in-law. I feel pity for my son. (laughs) I give everything they need, especially for my grandsons, only two years old. Grammar is terrible on this. So it says free house, electric and water bills. Wait, so she's paying. He, it says married car, so it must be a woman. She's paying for everything, even though her son she has a son, but she's paying the uh, the house, the electric and the water bills and everything for the grandson. But she wants to know how to deal with her rude daughter-in-law. But so anyways, it says, I pay every month a mo- Oh, she pays every day a month. Mm. She pays every... I pay every month a motorcycle loan too. I'm not ready to deal with her because of her bad attitude. Please, I need your advice. Okay, so but so but she's mad at the daughter-in-law, but the son ain't paying for his son, for the house, for the electric, the water, the motorcycle. But anyways, let's see what advice you're going to give her. I would say forgive the rude daughter and um, keep paying them bills, yo. <laughs> Put up or shut up. So it says, I have a friend whose mother-in-law supports them a lot financially. But with that comes certain expectations, what is such as sending the children to public school and feeling entitled to have a say in such decisions. 
another friend doesn't like the mother-in-law buying stuff so often for their toddler son even after they have said so while he has plenty and they're constantly trying to declutter. I don't know if any of this resonates. I suppose it's about respecting the autonomy of your son's family as you perhaps would have liked when bringing up your family. I feel like if she can have pity on the son, she can forgive the daughter-in-law. That's just my... mm, You know, since I'm learning how to forgive. Oh, wow. This one says, blaming the victim much. It says, um... I trusted a person and she shamed my abuse. Mm, I don't understand what that means. The betrayal was worse than death. I couldn't recover from the trauma past three years. Whoa. So this person... And, and then they see some stuff that really shouldn't be said online or whatever. Um. So it says, we've been married for 29 years. My wife was arred by her cousin when she was 10 and really wished somebody help her. Might be good. Might be someone from your mission helper. I'm a servant of God and she's a government employee. So I think there she's asking for asking for help to help the wife forgive the cousin. Well, it says um my demon possessed drug worshipping 43-year-old son gave me $15,000 Oh, gave my $15,000 four-wheel truck drive to his drug dealer to pay a debt. I have the title, but the truck was impounded and sold for parts before I knew about this as I'm disabled and unable to travel far. As a believer, I expressed forgiveness, but he had no remorse and simply lied about it repeatedly. He even blamed it on his wife at one point. Isn't it true that restitution is a component of the forgiveness process? Which is correct, right? If you're going to... I love how this person is kind of thinking too because this article is kind of how people are telling us to forgive restitution should be a component of the forgiveness process but i guess we're not trying to talk about that it says i love them i love them dearly but they have sworn to never talk to me again and that's gary so this is um a guy talking about his son um This one says, there was this time in my life that I had to forgive for me to move on. And when I sat and talked to myself, I decided to do everything that I found here today. With no doubt, this is the best article I've read on forgiveness. I I wish that everyone who reads it reflects on everything written and finds forgiveness in their heart. Because forgiveness also means freeing your body from torture and pain. That's not worth going through it every day. Now, there is one quote that was very popular when I was on the tail end of like the Christianity and religion thing. And it was, I still remember it because it was so profound. But it was a black male um, had put it on his Facebook. And he said, um, not forgiving someone is like drinking, um, is like drinking poison. Or like, is like, yeah, like drinking poison in the sense of like, instead of giving it to your enemy, you're just poisoning yourself. So it says, what if the offense continues to occur each day, each and every day without end? Or in my words, you know, 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, 2023 still have redlining. But it says, what if the offense continues to occur each and every day without end? 
By the above definition, forgiveness cannot be an an option. Wow. So this person says, read Matthew 18, 20, 21 and 22. Y'all, this is going to be some bullshit. I already know. So it says, yep, there we have. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. And um, so even Peter was like, yo, at least I can do seven times. Like you can slap my cheeks a couple times, you know, slap it around real good. But I figure seven is a good number. And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. I know. Mm. That's just, I don't know, it still gets me every time. Yo, that is wild. And it does say your brother. It does say your brother. So, I mean, if if we're going to be, if you're going to be forgiving your sister, got to forgive the men too, at least according to what the Bible says. Because forgiveness, in my opinion, is a biblical concept. I don't know. So it says, it's evident to me that you consider forgiveness a choice. You might be right to a maladjusted individual. However, that is in no way healthy advice to anyone from anyone. Choosing not to forgive, it's like, take, there we go. It's like taking poison and waiting for it to kill the person they are angry with or resent. It doesn't work and only causes inner anger and frustration, especially to a controlling individual. I've never met a nice person who chose not to forgive. I feel qualified to say so watching a large Italian family practice non-forgiveness right after coming out of church at family gatherings, even at Christmas, gossiping and displaying. Really, a poisonous choice at best. It's of the devil, Satan himself. And that is by Arturo. (laughs) I don't know if you understood what he was saying, but... I don't know. So, I mean, I, I don't really, I'm not purporting to have quite answers. I just, I feel like I'm kind of spinning my wheels a little bit on that one. Like, if I'm if I'm going to be handing out forgiveness, then, you know, is, is it going to be selective forgiveness? Let me type in selective forgiveness. It's like, um... Selective outrage, which, you know, actually selective outrage is actually a good definition too, right? Let's look at what selective outrage means, which coincidentally, is that um Chris Rock's latest? Um, yeah, March 4, 2023. <laughs> Only 48% by Rotten Tomatoes. I tend to agree. I had to sit through and listen to the thing. I was getting my hair done. Um, I was reading about insurance though at the time, so, but I I heard some of his jokes in between. So thank thankfully I was trying to read up on on that while that was going on in the background. So, but I want the definition. So, <clears throat> cause um right now it's pulling up his stuff because that just came out. Let me see definition. 
I'm hungry. What time is it? Oh, 9.23 p.m. Nope, I'm not snacking on anything. So it says, um, outrage against the moment or incident that is aligned to your um, ideology, not being neutral, using your own filter in mind to accept few news and rejecting. Um, selective outrage. The empathy gap acts as a filter and tells us which events we're willing to be shocked by. Like, are we willing to be shocked by men enslaving us? Or are we willing to be shocked by women being just as equally racist? Well, I mean, we can forgive the women, but, you know, I I feel like I'm doing the devil's work right now. I'm still leaving this up. So it says, um... Selective outrage is when the media or a group of people becomes completely hysterical over what one person. And remember, when I started this out, I was saying, like, I feel like a lot of this is getting blown out of proportion, even with me being. But this is me processing because I feel like there's a ripple effect. And I have to process this in a way that I feel like once I'm I have processed this. I can kind of move on for a good two to three years before I have to come back and revisit this or 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 just kind of like close up this box and move on to other things. So but I really like this definition. It says the the empathy gap. Right. So the gap means that you you're you're choosing empathy for one, but not for the other. And you're skipping over. Right. Because remember when I talked about the. It's like if we're going to be forgiving up and handing forgiveness biscuits to everyone, then are you just going to like skip over the black man and then forgive white women and then skip over the white man? You know, type of thing like it's just an empathy gap acts as a filter and tells us which events we are willing to be shocked by when what shock value when that shock value then overrides our compassion. And this is exactly what I really feel like. I'm going to click on this too. I have like six more minutes. I really do feel like um, the the aggression with the whole black women content thing. I get it. Do we have um, bad things that happen in our community? Yes, but I feel like there's studies that show it's just giving me medical apartheid. It's like... We're just being harsher with black women. I feel like everybody should get the smoke or it should be equal opportunity, you know. Um, But it's also giving like selective. um, What is it? Um, Confirmation bias where it's like one person. Remember the, the article thing said too. Oh, my gosh. What did I click on? Um, I wanted to get to the, cause it's about to close out. This article seems pretty deep. It says people tend to empathize with places they are familiar with or with strangers who are just like us. Most people either have to have been or aspire to go to in this one place. Um, mm, that's a sad subject right there. Um, oh, wow. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, I'm not going to read that. Oh, my. 
was talking about a little girl that was assaulted by five men and there was no outrage. Oh, but you know what? So let me see if I can go back because I'm running out of time. Um, but, but it says here, when that shock value then overrides our compassion, it says, um, completely hysterical over what one person or group of people says or does. Mm. When one, one's prejudiced or biased dem demeanors come to light to show their disgrace towards a particular group. So it's not just outrage for across the board. It's just like black women this, black women that. Black women are the reason that black men are out here raping black women, black children, white women, Hispanic women, Latina women, passport boys. They're the reason that slavery happened. Like, I mean, come on. Well, this thing's about to go. I'm probably am gonna get a snack. I'm uh I probably could do a cheat day. Today's Saturday night. Um I'm gonna have I got some turkey bites. They're so good. They're so cute too. They're like little tiny turkey and they're high in protein. A little bit on the salty side, but I probably take it with some turmeric tea with a little bit of honey. Alright, y'all. I don't know. I'm gonna post this up. It is what it is. That's that's just the thought process I'm going through right now and Love it or hate it. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, am I going to be giving out forgiveness biscuits? And just taking people at face value? I don't know. I feel like that's kind of where my toes are pointed to. If, if I'm going to do it, then I'm just going to go all the way. So, all right, y'all. I'll talk to you later.